Just as I started to record this episode of the podcast, the lights of London's West End dimmed to honour Dame Angela Lansbury, who passed away yesterday at the age of 96, just five days before her 97th birthday. Angela Lansbury was an icon of the stage and the screen. Her career spanned eight decades and she created some of the most iconic roles in theatre history and also one of the most iconic TV characters of all time. When I heard the news of her passing, I was extremely sad, but also joyful that she's left such a brilliant catalogue of work for us to enjoy. Her performances are like none other, and I'm so glad that she continued to work for so many years and has created so many fabulous performances for us all to enjoy for years and years to come. She was, in many ways, a very big part of my life. She was one of the many people who made me fall in love with musical theatre, but she's just been one of those people that I've always, always adored. And I don't often get sad when celebrities or names die, necessarily, because... I don't have that connection to them, but Angela Lansbury's one has hit me really hard. And, yeah, very, very sad. But what a career. And let's talk about that now and celebrate all that she's given us. For me, her most iconic role that I fell in love with and knew her by was Jessica Fletcher in Murder, She Wrote. The TV series ran for 12 years, from 1984 to 1996, and gave Angela Lansbury worldwide acclaim. She was already known within the theatre industry for her performances on Broadway and her Tony-winning performances at that, but she hadn't reached that worldwide success that she truly deserved, and Murder, She Wrote gave her that. And she said in interviews, when she got the script for Murder, She Wrote, she knew this was the perfect role for her to make her big TV breakthrough. And a breakthrough it was. She was a middle-aged woman, and at the time there wasn't a lot of TV programmes with middle-aged women as the lead character. So she was a pioneer in that respect. The show would go on to win her four Golden Globes, and she never won a single Emmy for it. And I will be forever bitter about that, because her performance is a camp classic. The show itself has now become a cult classic and so many people love it and it's one of those programmes that's reached generation to generation and brought families together and people used to watch it every week at the same time and it was for many years one of if not the most popular programme on television especially in the US. That was mainly down to Angela Lansbury's magnificent performance as amateur sleuth Jessica Fletcher and the murders she solved in her hometown of Cabot Cove in Maine, and all across the US and all across the world. She travelled everywhere, and it's such a camp series. Me and my friend Mel became really good friends through our love for Murder, She Wrote, and we recreated the opening titles one evening when we were bored at uni last year. It's very entertaining. You should go and watch it. Um, But it kind of, yeah, it made us better friends really and I owe that to Angela Lansbury and Murder She Wrote and Jessica Fletcher and we've watched many an episode together and tried to solve the murders but yeah Murder She Wrote was the programme 
and it's still the program I love it it's my comfort program and it always will be and I think it is for so many people yeah that's what kind of made me fall in love with Angela Lansbury the most one of her other roles that I've loved growing up is her as Mrs Santa Claus in the 1996 TV movie of the same name so this was written by Jerry Herman Jerry Herman has written musicals like Hello Dolly like Mame, like Dear World, like Lacajo Falls. He is one of Broadway's biggest composers and his work is phenomenal. And he wrote Mrs. Santa Claus for Angela Lansbury as a vehicle for her in 1996. And it's a bizarre storyline. Basically, Mrs. Santa Claus isn't happy with Santa Claus. He's ignoring her all the time. He's too busy sorting out the letters. So she decides to take this new route that she's worked out for the sleigh for a test drive, basically, and she doesn't tell Santa. And she goes off and she crash lands in New York. And I think it's around 1910, this is set, around that time. And while she's in New York, she helps fight for the women's right to vote. She helps fight against child labour. She does it all. And all with the soundtrack of a Jerry Herman score. And she sings and she dances and she... Oh, it's just so joyous as a film. And it's a Christmas classic in our household. We watch it every year. It's, okay, it's not the best film in the world. I've definitely seen better Christmas films. But it's such an iconic part of my childhood and something that I've grown up and continued to love and will continue to love with my family in the future. But yeah, if you've never seen it, go and give it a watch this Christmas. Or now. There's always a good excuse to watch Mrs. Santa Claus. But thanks to my father, mainly, I've grown up listening to Angela Lansbury on cast recordings. I've grown up listening to her singing the score of Gypsy when I was younger. And Sweeney Todd and Mame and all these brilliant scores that she sung so phenomenally on these cast recordings. I've grown up listening to and... Her voice is so distinct and so memorable and just so rich to listen to that it's always stuck in my mind. Those recordings, whenever you listen to the songs like Worst Pies in London from Sweeney Todd or We Need a Little Christmas from Mame, those vocals stick in my head more than anyone else, more than any other version of those songs because she was just that great. Over the last 24 hours, what I've loved the most is all these tributes from all these big, great Broadway stars like Audra McDonald and Patti Lepone and Kristen Chenoweth and Kelly O'Hara and Jennifer Hudson and Harvey Firestein and so many people. But this one from Joanna Gleeson, the original baker's wife from Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods, was one of my favourites that I've read. And I'll read it to you now. She said... I did a play with Angela, which rehearsed in New York, went through three directors and eventually opened in Los Angeles. I was fired midway through the run. My final night, she called me into her dressing room at half hour and gave me a beautiful leather handbag. And Angela said, You will fill this with magnificent work, I have no doubt. The play came to New York and closed in about five minutes. Years later, when I won the Tony... She was waiting in the wings, about to go on. She reached for me, looked at me and said, Told you so. Class all the way. An era closes. I just think it's a brilliant story and all these amazing stories that are coming out now and there'll be more to come over the weeks and months ahead. 
And she clearly was just a lovely woman who was caring and funny and witty and just genuinely a lovely woman. And that's so lovely to hear. The admiration and adoration that Broadway performers of generations have for her is so telling. And yeah, I don't think there'll ever be someone like Angela Lansbury on Broadway ever again. She was this person who could do everything. And also treat everyone with the most insane kindness, which I think is just lovely. So across her career, she won six Tonys, including the Lifetime Achievement Award that she won this year, six Golden Globes, an Olivier, an honorary Oscar, as well as three Oscar nominations, 18 Emmy nominations and a Grammy Award. She's also a recipient of the Kennedy Center Honours. She has the SAG Lifetime Achievement Award. She was made a dame. She has Drama League Honours and Drama League Awards. And the list goes on and on and on and rightly so. Her Broadway credits include Hotel Paradiso in 1957, A Taste of Honey in 1960, and then Stephen Sondheim's Anyone Can Whistle in 1964. Now, this show didn't do well, it flopped. She played a character called, let me get this right, Cora Hoover Hooper, and it's a weird show. I think it's about a rock. It's a bit bizarre. It's got nice music, but it's a bit bizarre. You can kind of see why it flopped. But... This show led to her performance in MAME in 1966, which would earn her her first Tony Award for Best Lead Actress in a Musical. She then won another Tony in 1969 for playing the lead in Jerry Herman's latest musical, Dear World. And in 1975, she won another Tony for Best Lead Actress in a Musical for playing Mama Rose in the first Broadway revival of Gypsy. Now, this production of Gypsy had been in London two years prior, and Baby June was played by the icon that is, Bonnie Langford, and Bonnie Langford transferred to Broadway with the production, which I love. But yes, though, she was the first person to play Mama Rose in London in the West End, and the second person to play it on Broadway in the first ever Broadway revival. And she was a phenomenal Mama Rose. I shared a clip uh, yesterday on my TikTok and my Facebook and my Twitter and everywhere of her performing the... Uh, 11 o'clock number Rose's turn and she is just a tour de force and I'm just it is one of the best musical theatre performances out there and if you haven't seen it go and watch it go on YouTube it's all on there and it's so so worth it. In 1978 she did a three-week stint as Anna Leah Nowens in the Broadway production of The King and I and not very many people know this it was a very short stint but she got herself a drama desk nomination for it but yeah, she played Anna in The King and I. And then in 1979, she played the wonderful Mrs. Lovett. I wouldn't say wonderful, actually. More like evil and plotting and nutty Mrs. Lovett in Stephen's sometimes original production of Sweeney Todd. Now, this role was made for Angela Lansbury. I mean, come on. You've probably all seen the clips of her as Mrs. Lovett. There was a filmed production of it, which is brilliant. And if you haven't, again, go and watch it. I'm going to say this a lot. If I mention any show that Angela Lansbury's been in, go and watch a clip of her in it because no doubt it was fabulous. But her performance as Mrs. Lovett is the staple, really. And as I said earlier, her worst pies in London is the baseline for how everyone should do it. Everyone should be as crazy as Angela Lansbury was when she played Mrs. Lovett, because I think that makes the character so much more fun and enjoyable. And you love her more, but you also see her craziness even more than you do in other 
additions of the show. That Mrs. Lovett performance was probably, in my opinion, my favourite of all her Tony winning performances. She then starred in the short-lived A Little Family Business in 1982, which I think is that play that she was meant to be doing with Joanna Gleason. And then in 1983, she starred in the Broadway revival of MAME. She played the role of MAME Dennis again. She then took a massive break while she did Murder, She Wrote and This, That and the Other, and she didn't return to Broadway until 2007, which is quite a big break really and she got a Tony nomination her first Tony nomination for best lead actress in a play for the play Juice and then in 2009 she won another Tony for best supporting actress in a play for playing Madame Arcati in Blythe Spirit Noel Coward's wonderful play and she's brilliant in this and it came to London I think it was about four years after she did it on Broadway and she won her first ever Olivier Award. And I think she was 86 or 88 at the time. To win your first Olivier and her first nomination at that age. Her speech is so thankful for that. And that she says she's so glad that theatre's still alive and she's still alive to be a part of it today. She then received another Tony nomination for her performance in A Little Night Music opposite Catherine Zeta-Jones, the Broadway revival in 2009 and she's brilliant in this as well and her performance of the song Liaisons in the musical is second to none as is every other one of her performances. I'm probably just repeating myself now, but she was that great. Her most recent Broadway credit was the play The Best Man in 2012, but then she did a one-night benefit reading of The Importance of Being Earnest in 2019, which would turn out to be her final appearance on a Broadway stage. But she did that at the age of, what, would have been 94, 93 at the time? And she's still so with it, and her comedy timing is so bloody good and yeah just love her and then you look at her film work she was nominated for an oscar in 1944 for the movie gaslight and again in 1945 for the picture of dorian gray she then also starred in the harvey girls in 1946 the court jester in 1956 blue hawaii in 1961 where she played elvis's mother even though she was younger than elvis presley at the time the Mancurian Candidate in 1962 earned her her third Oscar nomination. And then she played Eglantine Price in Bedknobs and Broomsticks in 1971. And this kind of brought Angela Lansbury into the family household. And this is a movie that many people of many generations have grown up loving. And seeing her bobbing along on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea is just one of those core memories of my childhood same with her fighting off the nazis as well and i mean what a bizarre film but it's so much fun she then also starred in death on the nile in 1978 the mirror cracked in 1980 the wonderful animated film anastasia in 1997 another one of my favorite films nanny mcphee in 2005 again this introduced her to a much younger audience and then Mary Poppins Returns in 2018, where she got to sing again on screen, which was a pure highlight of that film. And of course, who could forget her iconic performance as singing teapot Mrs. Potts in the 1991 Disney film Beauty and the Beast. But it's been revealed that she will be making her final screen appearance in Glass Onion, the new sequel to the film Knives Out and that's out later this year. I don't know in what capacity she appears, I believe it's a cameo of some description, but her and Stephen Sondheim both appear in that film apparently. She really had the versatility 
to go from being absolutely vile in films like The Mancurian Candidate to absolutely lovely in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And not many people have that versatility, especially in the modern age. She really was one of the last remaining stars of the golden age of Hollywood. And I think it's really sad that that era of actor has kind of drawn itself to a close. But what a selection of films and roles across TV and film and theatre. I just, I think everyone would be envious of the career that she has had. And she never wanted to stop working. She always persisted that she would continue to work until she couldn't anymore. And that was certainly the case. I went to see Beauty and the Beast the couple of weeks ago now at the London Palladium. And she does the voiceover for the narration at the beginning. And I guess that's kind of really her final stage appearance because she's going all around the UK as a voiceover, as a narrator and... Her voice is so magical and it adds so much to the beginning of that show and the buzz and it was a brilliant idea to get her to do it. Angela Lansbury never shied away from showing her opinions and stuff and her politics as well. She was a big supporter of both the Democratic Party in America and the Labour Party in the UK. And her grandfather, funnily enough, George Lansbury, was actually the leader of the Labour Party at a point in the 30s and had been a huge campaigner for women's rights and women's suffrage. So I think that's where a lot of her love for charity work and politics comes from. And she has become a gay icon through many different things, but she really cemented that when she played Mame on Broadway. But also during the worst years of the AIDS crisis, Angela held many benefits to help raise money to fight AIDS and raise awareness of it and she raised over one million pounds for AIDS charities and she was quoted with saying this illness is robbing us of our friends and our futures and this disease knows no discrimination and she was one of the first big actresses or people generally to speak out about it and be public about her support for people suffering with AIDS and I another reason just to love her and at the age of 88 she did an interview and she said that she was very proud to be a gay icon and said that MAME was one of the main reasons but the fact that she was so proud to be a gay icon and be a supporter of the gay community makes my heart very happy. Her talent will live on forever and that's what I love is that everyone will always know who Angela Lansbury was because we will continue to share her work and people will continue to watch her work for years and decades to come. And I think that's very comforting in a lot of ways. And yeah, she made a profound impact on my life and I'm sure she made a profound impact in some way on your life too. We will miss Dame Angela Lansbury, but what a career, what a legend, what a woman. <laughs> 